and welcome to this week's episode of Netball Nation. I'm joined by the legends that are Sarah Bayman, Hello. Sarah, and Yorkshire's very own Maggie Berkershaw. I am Mags. I'm good. Now then, how are you feeling after an epic weekend of netball? And more importantly, did the Yorkshire police team manage to defend their title? Well, I can happily report. <laughs> we did. Yay! We won. <laughs> Round of applause for Maggie well and the Yorkshire Max. police Thank team. You. Well, did you have a good time? Oh, it was just amazing. It was a great weekend. Um, feeling it now. <laughs> feeling it now. Well, do you know what? You look fresh and ready for another Netball Nation episode, so it's good to have you back. That's because I've not been out of my bed for 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Do you know, off off air, we have said so many times, we are missing out not going out with Mags. You, you, don't want, you will end up with a criminal record. <laughs> don't come out with I'll me. I'll take it, Mags. I'll take Mags it. is going to get you into trouble and then arrest <laughs> yeah. you for it. Yeah. <laughs> See if I can use some sort of like diplomacy to get you out of jail. Yeah, I love it. Well, well done again, Mags. Thank I'm very you. happy for you. Right then, are you ready, ladies, for another busy one? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get cracking. Welcome to Netball Nation. First up, we're going to be chatting about the under-15 netball performance competition, which took place over the weekend. And we're also going to catch up on the Roses under-21 and academy squads that were named last week as well. Um, we'll, of course, also be discussing both Super Netball semi-finals. And I'm going to be demanding some money for the Netball Nation kitty <laughs> as Vixen's got it together and pulled it out of the bag when it mattered. We said, yeah. is that reverse uh, reverse psychology? Thing, I know Sarah? you are welcome, Vixen. <laughs> I said, as, as yeah. soon as I tip Magpies, Vixen's you did, you we're probably going to win. So, Sarah's you know, taking all the credit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and finally, as we had so much fun last week, we're going to be putting Maggie and Sarah back in the hot seat for some more Netball Nation listener questions. Are you ready for that, guys? Let's do it. Right then, it's been a busy weekend of Netball. Let's get started with the under-15 netball performance competition. Uh, so, Sarah, you mentioned this in your shout-outs last week, but yeah. just to remind listeners, 10 teams that made up of the best young netballers in the country went to battle last weekend at the University of Wolverhampton for the first ever netball performance competition. Now, eight of the Vitality Super League franchises, Leeds Rhinos and a North East side took to court in the fight to be the first winners of this tournament. Uh, not only were the athletes exposed to top competition on court, I think it's great to hear that the players took part in educational workshops as well on key topics that athletes might face on their journey to become professional netballers. That's really good, isn't it? That's it's a amazing. great thing that they did. Yeah, yeah it's cool. And, and it replaced the, the school games that the, the Youth Sport Trust ran last year. And so it's nice that Youth Sport Trust have stayed involved and kind of offering these these workshops and and different education around it because um yeah it's 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 good at that age especially that you know the learning learning skills that absolutely take them forward and do you think having these workshops and stuff do you think that demonstrates the progression of netball as it's now you can do it professionally yeah i think it does and you know and I, I know gabby marshall was there and she was kind of delivering some of it so it's it's nice to see you know actual players yeah actual players there and and they've come through this kind of pathway and and know know what these girls go through from from this age onwards so yeah it's cool well it is a great idea and like you say it puts the younger players it gives them that experience about what it's going to be like if they do end up playing professionally how important is it for them to get that experience very early on i think it's 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 extremely important what they get now at 15 was never what i was given at 15 and i'm sure sarah never got it uh, either and i don't think these girls actually understand just how difficult the pathway is going to be for them because the the training regime and everything that's expected everything that's wrapped around mm. it has just blown up and and it's and it's hard it's yeah. really difficult I'll tell you what some, some of them might understand a little bit better after the weekend I know I know some of the love for girls were like absolutely shattered come, come day the yeah. day three and it is a little bit of a wake-up like you know playing three days consecutively there's a lot of games um there's a 
a high, really high level of competition. So it is almost like a bit of a baptism of fire. Like this, this is what it's going to be if you want to be at this level from now on. So, um, it, I mean, it's, it's obviously a really good thing, but um, it's all, also a steep learning curve as Absolutely. well at that age. Yeah. And I bet a lot of them come out of it and go, wow, we did that. Three days, so intensive, exhausting, and we did it. But do you reckon there's also going to be some that come away from it and go, actually, doing that has made me realise maybe I'm not cut out for this, maybe this isn't what I want. Maybe, maybe so. I mean, at that age, a few of those girls are playing other sports as well as netball. Yeah. And, it, and it's probably the critical age where they have to decide whether it's netball first for them or whether they want to try something else. Mm. Um, what I'm really pleased about is just the massive investment that we're putting into that age group because they are the future. Absolutely. Now, another shout out to Manchester Thunder, who always do well in youth competitions, and their under-15s did not disappoint, as they came away winners of the tournament, so well done to them. I think that deserves a round of applause. Yeah, well done. Well done, well done. Mags as well. Leeds Rhinos did well, didn't they? They just got edged out of a final spot by Surrey Storm, and narrowly missed out on bronze after being beaten by just one goal by Mavericks. You must be proud. We're exceptionally proud of them. I mean, it's the first real competition that the girls have had, and, um, you know, it's a nice uh, marker for us to have a look up to see you know how these girls stood up to the competition they're not used to it they don't get that level of competition at all and so we're exceptionally proud of all the girls and the coaching team and everybody that you know that supports them especially the super parents because the girls can't do it without the parents you know what round of applause for them as well we gave one to manchester thunder so round of applause for you guys right moving on england netball also announced their academy squad of 32 athletes who will come together monthly aiming to represent england at the netball europe under 17 competition and a summer tour in june for the under 19 squad now sarah seven loughborough lightning athletes have been named you must be Pretty pleased with that. Yeah, stoked. Look, <laughs> <laughs> she deserves to be. That's just a great. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. I think because traditionally Loughborough hasn't had that stronger Correct. pathway. We don't have many um, very strong clubs in the East Midlands, and so you know we we've been working hard to to make our pathway stronger, to get some stability in the coaches, um, and you know to try and bring some some girls through because it's not that there's not talent there, but you've got to find it and you've got to develop it, and to get seven in that pathway is just huge for us, and you know so much hard work's gone on by Vic Burgess and other people around the franchise and, and within the pathway. So, yeah, well done to them. And you, incredible stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll take the credit for yeah. their work. Yes, thank you very much. Well done, Sarah and the girls. Uh, now, our friend of the show, Karen Gregg, and the new England under-21 head coach has also named 20 athletes in the England under-21 long squad. The squad will also meet monthly and the athletes will be aiming to play in Netball Europe and attend tours in preparation for the World Youth Cup 2021 in Fiji. Ladies, I've got to ask you, is once a month enough for these players to get together and kind of create that that dynamic that they need i, th- I think the problem is you you've got no time so mm. you, you, the calendar you talk, is that packed, yeah isn't it? and you go once a month a lot of these girls will be playing in super league we, yeah. a lot of them will be playing in um under 21 stuff um and then most of them are at uni they're mm. at uni or they're at, they're at school still um a couple of them will be working so you just can't find time so I, I mean think they do get access don't they to performance you know environments within their own areas mm. um, and you kind of hope that that is sufficient that sort of drags them through so that when they get to Karen she just puts you know sprinkles a little bit of you know that that finesse on that top need, of it yeah, yeah. when she gets them. and I think that they'll all have sort of programs from from England that they'll follow and, and stuff like that so I think I think once a month is probably as much as they can do now I think the, the year running up to World Youth Cup, you'd expect them to be together a little mm. bit more and I think they will be, but they've got tours and things on top of that. So I think, 
Yeah, any more than that, and you're probably just stretching it a little bit. Well, if it is just once a month, then how does Karen get that finesse? What does she need to do to make sure she makes the most of it? That's just down to her and her and her, her coaching ability and her style, yeah. Right, well, now then, ladies, we've mentioned before that young players who aren't selected in these programmes mustn't get disheartened. So serious heads on for a minute. Mm. Um, what advice would you give to those 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 ladies who, who are going, do you know what, I'm a bit gutted, it wasn't me, but life goes on? I mean, I've I've given this advice We've since this election. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, you really? Yeah. Um, I I think the reality with this one especially is that World Youth Cup's two years away, and um, the World Youth Cup I I went to a, a, a few years ago. Granted, um, <laughs> the the squad that was picked two years out was unrecognisable from the squad that went. Yeah. Mm. So you know, people come in lastminute.com but also people come in at any point during this two years so the fact that you've not made the first selection is neither here nor there and it, it's like devastating at the time but the real selection is the last one because that's the 12 that's going to go to World Youth Cup so you, you do want to be in it all the way through and that's nice but um, it, you've kind of got to see the bigger picture what, what's your end goal and your end goal is always going to be to get to the World Youth Cup so you know it can just be a little bit of a kick up the backside and you know you, you need to improve on x y and z and get, if you do that then and if you do that get your head down work hard for a bit go away play well for your for your franchise you'll be fine yeah i think the coaches always reserve the right don't they that they can bring in at any point through the the process and so like say some people just have bad trials yeah but then when they go out and they're playing amongst their own teams and the coach goes out and watches them because there are a few events that they will be playing within their own environment with the girls that they're used to. And they'll have an absolute stormer that then brings them back into and, the And bowling. that's exactly it. You know, it's a trial at, and at the minute it's out of season and, yeah. it's, and it's summertime. And you, you put some of those girls into a, a full season and they'll absolutely smash it. And yeah. you're not, not going to take someone who's great all season, yeah. but, you know, people have off days as well. So the, it's just a, it's really about keeping perspective because when you're as disappointed as, as some of these girls will be, it's easy to be like, oh, you know, it's, it's the end of the world. I'm never going to make it. And it, that's not the case, but it's... It's hard. Keep working hard and stay motivated yeah, within yourself. Uh, right then, ladies, moving on. It is time to cough up because <laughs> uh, we saw some fantastic performances in the Sun Club, Super Netball, Minor and Major semi-finals at the weekend. First of all, we're going to chat about the game you both got right in your predictions. Mm -hmm. uh, Sunshine Coast Lightning are through to their third consecutive Netball Grand Final after a dominant display against Swifts, 58-48. Uh, the game was pretty even in the first half and it was the third quarter that player of the match and Lightning captain Laura Langman really stepped it up a gear and helped her side pull ahead by 10 going into the final quarter. How good was Laura Langman's performance, ladies? She was insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Christ, can I have a Laura <laughs> Langman? Between her and Steph, well, they just carved that court yeah. up. They were just phenomenal. And, and Sarah, how important is it to have someone on court like um, Laura Langman who can lead it? Sarah used to do all that. No, no. <laughs> She's like, no, I didn't. Max, carry on. <laughs> Laura Langman, God, who's she? Um, <laughs> no, like it's huge. And I think you see the first centre pass, Swift's first centre pass. She just, where did Laura, she come from? Laura Langman comes where from like she come from? two countries away <laughs> to to intercept, intercept a lateral ball across yeah. court. And you know what? If you're on Lightning's team at that point, you're like, we've won we're this. Yeah. We've got this. Because there's things in a game where 
like as players you're just sort of like you know it's our day yeah like, and and the reverse it's not our day but for that if you if i was on the sunny coast i'd be like do you know what we are fine yeah. girls <laughs> oh like they, they need just to leave laura on her own yeah, i was gonna say they also, might as well yeah. they also need to have like a we've got laura langman chant because yeah. like yeah. It, it's just she was she was insane <sighs> um and she's getting like She's getting better. As she's getting older. Because <laughs> yeah. they, like, so they were talking about... I can't even about work it out. Oh, How old is she? What's she going to do? She's about 32. 32, 33. But they were talking about... She's not signed for anybody. Do you know, is she going to stay? Is she going to go? I'm like, jeez, she's just on fire. Why would she not want to continue? Incredible stuff. Well, we spoke a bit about the minor and major semi-final structure last week. But can you just remind us what that defeat now means for Swifts who are playing in the major semi-final? So Swifts now go to play... Um, Vixens, mm-hmm. so for a place in the in the grand final along with Lightning, so they'll get a second second crack at it, and Lightning will go straight to final. Mm-hmm. So. Right, moving on to the minor semi final, which probably went against the form book, didn't it? Really, mm, did a little. Uh, Vixens must have listened to last week's episode, as we said, <laughs> as from the opening whistle they did what they're renowned for doing well. They were clinical with the ball and got it safely to goal, which saw them take an early six goal lead. Uh, midway through the third quarter, they were up by a huge nineteen goals and went on to take the win, sixty two forty nine. What did you both make of that game? I was a little bit, if I'm honest, a bit, I don't want to say disappointed because, you know, Magpies were, you know, they they turned up to play. But I didn't expect Vixens to hit them so Mm. hard. I didn't expect it to be like I don't think I've ever seen Caitlin Thwaites play so well on Jeeva Mentor, which is is huge. And Jeeva didn't have a bad game by any means. She played really well. But but generally, Caitlin Thwaites really struggles against Jeeva. And I think she she did a really, really good job at the weekend. Yeah, that Mm. attack was phenomenal for Vixen. I mean, I'm also like a massive cheerleader for Kate Maloney. I don't know how Mm. she's not not in more Diamond squads. Um, I don't think she's a great, great leader for Vixens. Um, But yeah, a little bit the same. I was... Mm. was, I was slightly disappointed with Magpies and I, and I know like a lot was said after the game by some of their players about what a tough season it's been sort of but it's off been court as well. well. Yeah, okay, um, but, but it's the same for everybody. Yeah, and, well, it, it is. A few teams have had a tough season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think going into it, you'd have gone, yeah, Magpies are flying and they, they didn't look like the team that were in no, form. Do you think there was anything in particular that they were struggling with that you could see? <sighs> I think that Vixen did a great defensive job on them. Um, yeah. They were clinical with the ball. The ball speed was just ridiculous. And they just the connections were just there. The mm. timing was just spot on for them, especially in attack. Um, and it was just a dream to watch them bring that ball through. And, and, and I think because they'd done so well against them the previous week, that's like Magpies had done them the previous week, I don't think they're ever complacent and mm. think that it's an easy game. However... Vixens had done the homework and yeah. they really came out. And to I play. think I think Magpie's attack end struggled a little bit. You know, not not well, Medhurst Medhurst was had out a, of it. I know, and apparently she had two cracked ribs. Um, Ooh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I mean, she didn't play well. No. And whether mm. like I'm not saying you should still play well with cracked ribs, mm. but then do you make a call on that at yeah. some point? Yeah. Um, and you know, Kimmy Oropoi was in there who I who I massively rate, but I, I thought was she quiet. was very, very quiet. Mm. And so when you've you've got a whole attack end that's not functioning as well as it has been, it's you, difficult. Yeah. And you've got Ash Brazil trying to play everybody's position, mm. you know, really, really working hard, but she cannot do it on her and well, own. Well, you can't sustain that. Can no, you? and then I think like normally you'd be sort of like, oh, you know, you can look to your bench, but with 
both the Brown sisters injured and things like that. They, they were just out of, options. out of options by that point, I think. Well, it also means that you pair need to put money in the kitty. <laughs> <laughs> and as you've not coughed up yet, I'm charging you interest because I can't see any notes coming out. Right, we had a tweet come in following the game from Louise who commented on how good the shooting, shooting partnership for Vixens was yep. with both Caitlin Thwaites and Tegan Phillips. Do you both agree with that? Yeah, I in fact, I think for Lightning as well, I think the combination there, the shooter-to-shooter interactions within the circle, within the D, I think for both teams was excellent. Saw that Tegan Philip liked that tweet as well. Respect, Tegan. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, for any um, any stats geeks out there, uh, this partnership is really key for Vixens. Uh, they share loads. Uh, they share the load shooting-wise. Thwaites shot 29 of 33 shots and was at 80%, and Philip shot 29 from 36 and was at 80.6%. Uh, so coming up this weekend, we've got Swifts taking on Vixens in the preliminary final. And that's going to determine who will face Sunshine Coast Lightning in the grand final. So who is your money on between Swifts and Vixens, guys? I'm going to have to go on the form that I saw Vixens. I'm going to have to give mm. them a shout. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually going to go Vixens. Oh, you're which both agreeing. I know, I know. And it's controversial <laughs> because, you know, Swifts have like been flying this year. But I think... Th- the injuries might yeah. be catching up with yeah. Swifts now. Based on that, then we can expect Swifts to win, yeah. can't we? <laughs> you are welcome, Helen yeah, Howesby. Yeah, yeah. Not not yeah. <laughs> right, well, let's see if you're going to be coughing up next week. Now, Sunshine Coast have been there and done it, and this is their third straight final. What's it going to take for either Swifts or Vixens to get in there and take that away from them? I mean, Sunshine Coast, with it being the third final, some people are like, oh, I don't want them to win three in a row. And I can understand that. But I just can't dislike them. Like mm. they're just a lovely team yeah. out there to watch. You just feel that that togetherness, and yeah. you just think, "Oh, I'd love to be part of that." Yeah, I Do think you, I think whoever plays them is going to have to play extremely well. And, and I think Vixens will. It will be a better final if Vixens win. Yeah. Mm. It, I think because I think Lightning now have kind of got the measure of Swifts. Mm. Yeah. Um, whereas I think Vixens, if Vixens play well and they are just as clinical as they were at the weekend, yeah. they've got. They've got the team that could really do something. I think Emily Mannix is playing really well at keeper. Um, she can she can have a go at disrupting. And I think Joe Weston matches up quite well on Steph Wood. Yeah. So I think they've got the potential to make it a good final. Um, I, I don't think Swifts have... I don't think Swifts can beat Sunshine Coast, if I'm being honest. So mm. I think I'd pr- probably prefer it to be a Vixens. It'd be the better game to watch. Yeah, Absolutely. from a neutral perspective. Well, we look forward to the game this weekend and we'll be catching up about it on next week's episode. Moving on and following on from our hot seat segment of the show last week, we're back to it with more listener questions for you both. Are we ready? Mm. <laughs> no, then. Thank you so much to the Netball Nation family for getting in touch. And remember, if you have got a question you'd like to put to Sarah or Mags, you can tweet us at MyNetballNation or drop us an email to hello at mynetballnation.com and we'll make sure we cover them in next week's episode. Uh, First up then, ladies, we've had a great question come in from Isabel Orford who says she loves the podcast and the weekly entertainment provided by the dynamic duo. So thanks for that, Isabel. (laughs) Which one of us is she missing out? (laughs) (laughs) I'll take her back to you. Uh, Now, Isabel's question is linked to the transfer window that we spoke about on last week's episode and she asks, I was wondering how the transfer window works across all the domestic competitions around the world given that they all fall at different times of the year. For example, if a current Vitality Netball Super League player is hoping to be signed for an ANZ or Suncorp club next season and doesn't want to immediately recommit to their Super League club, mm-hmm. could conversations with an ANZ or Suncorp club be happening already? And would players ever want to hold off on re-signing in the hope that something might happen elsewhere? Yes. 
Oh, Betty, that sounds like somebody who knows. Yeah, no, I, I think because, um, it, you know, obviously the timings of leagues changes each year. And so our ours and um, New Zealand's finished slightly earlier this year. Um, and so players often will hold off until the Australian window has opened and possibly shut. See, what I would prefer is, like I said, a kind of six-week signing period. Yeah. Even if you give no, people a clause and go, if you get offered an Australian contract, you can go. Yeah. Um, because realistically, no one's turning down an Australian contract at the, at the, at the minute. Like the, the offers are so much better than here for the most part that everyone pretty much would go if they were offered that. So, you know, even if you introduce that clause, because at the minute our, our window is, is partly so long because we sort of envelop everyone else's yeah. signing window. So, you know, the ANZ window was so short. It was like four weeks, bang, here's our mm. team. I love that. You know, everyone knows where they are, get it done. Um, but ours opened around the same time as theirs, continues now. The Australian one shuts in six weeks time or whatever yeah. and then ours continues on forever in a day do you think yeah. that's maybe why it's as wide as it is then sarah to, because they just allow the anz and they allow the australian well, and then we without wanting to sound really crude we then just sweep up with what mm. what's kind of left well potentially but i mean even i think even the australian one is shut by like the end of october so why and normally so, we follow what they do yeah, so why so, aren't we uh, i don't know i don't think enough thought's been put into right. it if no. i'm being honest it looks sounds like it needs a bit of a rejiggle yeah Really that. Yeah. Uh, right. Isabel can sort that for us. Yeah. Cheers for your question, Isabel. Right. Nikki from Cheshire has also been in touch and she says, this week we see the England Roses go back into camp to prepare for their upcoming tour. We heard the list of people included in the squad at P1 and P2 level, but still haven't heard anything about a lot of big names who are not included, such as Jade Clark, Amma and the Corbin sisters, who would not be considered uh, P3 athletes. Do you think these people might announce retirements or will anything be said about them being left out of the squad? Or has the time for such information passed and it just remains to be seen if they're included in future squads. Um, no, I don't know about that. I don't even know what Jade or Amara. Well, I think I know what Amara's going to do, but I don't know what Jade's going to do. Well, I think you heard anything. Basically, they, you know, it, you can put your name forward to be a P one kind of con full time contracted athlete. You know, P two really only applies to those who are abroad. Mm. So if you're not in that P one group, your other option is to to trial and be considered a P three, and they don't have to tell them until a few weeks out oh, whether they want to trial really? or not oh. so those girls can kind of sit on see what's the happening. decision for a while see what's happening decide if they want to trial decide if they don't um and i expect a couple of them to trial I ex i'd probably expect a couple of retirements but i i genuinely don't know it's good though that it is good for the athletes that they get that time to think and work out exactly what it is that yeah it is, it is for them but, but for not, the, not for the p1s yeah. you know because i've had this conversation before about this group of people who train together for five days a week and yet don't necessarily mm. get those positions because of these anomalies on the outside that could come I, in. I don't uh yeah i, I think it, it's a complicated process and i don't think there's a an easy solution to it because i think on the flip side of that these p1s are getting paid full time mm. if you're p3 you're going to get paid if you get picked mm. for the time you're in camp for that tour and that's it so so financially the financially you're, be anyway. you're better off being yeah. a p1 but commitment wise mm. it's a lot more um so <clears throat> Also, you know, if you if you decide to go it alone, 
it's up to you yeah, yeah. on your training and mm. how fit you turn up and how well you're playing. Um, a bit more of a risk. Yeah, but I think at, at this point, post World Cup, it's a ni- it's a really nice option for yeah. some players who who need a bit of time out, who need a bit of time to decide whether they're going to play or not. And um, I think some of those players mentioned will probably fall into that category of just you know taking taking time over a decision. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, like I say, that's a nice thing for them. Mm. Thank you for your question, Nikki. Hope that covered that for you. We've also had a Twitter question coming from Matthew Battams, who tells us he listens all the way from Brisbane, Australia, and he never misses a show. Love on that. You, on you, Matthew. That good work. <laughs> now, Matt's question to you both is whether you feel one of the Vitality Super League coaches uh, could get an opportunity as a head coach of a Suncorp Super Netball team in the next few years or so. Does he know something we don't? Sarah, are you going? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still I'm still awaiting that offer it may be in the post <laughs> you, you enjoyed that suspense far too much then. oh me <laughs> no definitely not <laughs> um, but yeah go on um, I don't I don't think it's nah really not because they're not good enough but I think um, Australia's quite protective about the fact that um, you know they want to develop want their own Australian they want, yeah. coaches. They want to develop their own coaches. They're quite happy to have the players come from all over the world to make their league the best league, mm. you know, for, for 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 the obvious reasons. However, they want to develop their own, as you can see what's happening. And I, I think even even when Nolene went over there, mm. there was sort of a little bit of chat of that, like yeah, we was. we've got coaches yeah. in, in Queensland that, you know, could do this job. And I think partly the reason that she got that opportunity was because of the ANZ when they were combined with the Australian and New Zealand teams and she did so well there. So I don't think there's any, at the minute, I don't think there's any sort of route of a coach being yeah. able to prove and themselves. Yeah, and she's stepping away now and handing over mm. to an Australian I think coach. I think it'd be quite interesting though, like, you know, if potentially someone went in as an assistant or or mm, or as a coach in the end, yeah. some even if someone like Tracy got approached, yeah. I think yeah. I think it just kind of needs to take mm. one person to do it to then like break the ice and and um, pave the way. Thing is, I'm all for nurturing like homegrown talent and yet all of that, but surely that's a bit unfair to just basically shut down and go, we're not having any. Yeah, I mean they've not done that. Like, there's no rule around it. I, know, I but just can, think is there anyone? And I don't think anybody's can... even. Considered, considered it? it yeah but maybe that's because they don't think the option's there well mm. yeah and to me that just seems that it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a closed door that you don't think you can knock on yeah i think we're quite happy to take them coming the other way because we've obviously had quite mm. a few um, southern hemisphere coaches within the super league so they're happy to come the other way i don't know whether coaches are prepared english coaches are prepared to commit and go the other way and sort of put the life on hold in England whilst they go over there. Well, there you go then, Matt. That's your answer to that question. Right, finally, producer Kate has sent in a question for you both. Not seen her for a while. I've forgotten what she looks like. (laughs) Hope you're all right, Kate. Uh, She knows that a number of the super netball franchises will now finish for the season and she asks how long the athletes will get as a break and what does their off-season strength and conditioning look like? Um, I think in their contracts, they have to get six weeks um, break um, and... It, that kind of varies if because if you're in you know diamond stuff they've or New Zealand stuff they've got constellation cup coming up so then they'll get their their time off a little bit later um and then off season st- i mean they don't really have an off season to be honest um but their off season stuff they'll they'll get i imagine after that 6 weeks they'll get sent some stuff through 
Um, and especially if they're not in international duty, they'll they'll just kind of start a, a programme themselves and, until they run back into pre-season. So when, obviously, we're talking, you know, Stacey's out there at the moment, her season's come to an end. When does she manage to get away and come home? She's home on the, I think she leaves there the 21st of September. Okay. So they're, they're contracted until the end of September. Um, and it depends, you know, what, what teams are doing. Like, obviously, teams that make finals, you'll be in it longer. But... Um, they, they've, they've also got commitments like they've got to be there for the end of season awards. They've got, you know, media commitments and appearances for right. things. So it just it doesn't just stop. They no, it's not keep... just like, oh, we're finished. See you later. So, yeah. <laughs> Happy holidays. Bags packed. Yeah. You know. yeah, I was like, thinking, oh, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Then and she was like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll get a shower when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> right then. Well, thank you for your question, producer Kate. Now it's that time of the show, guys. Before we wrap up, any shout outs from you, pair? Oh, just one for me. Um... Oh, she's made a note. I have paper. She's written it down. Never before if we have notes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not a £10 note. Just this last weekend when we were playing in the tournament as we started the show with, um, a really lovely lady came up to me and she said, can I ask you a question? Are you the... The, the person that does the, the Netball Nation, she says, I've been, I've heard it shout out last week about it. And I'm thinking, well, who is she? How does she know about the police Netball tournament? And then I thought, oh, she must play from what you were saying. And I've, and I've rooted you out 40 counties. And she wow. found me, me and my big gob on a netball call. Yeah. Anyway, Lucy Heard Drage. You. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Lucy Drage from Suffolk and Norfolk Police. I promised you I would give you a shout out this week. Here it is. Thank you so much for being, you know, our, I think maybe what our number two, number number two listener. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate <laughs> two of them out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We really appreciate your support. Spread the word. And it was lovely meeting you. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that, Lucy. Cute and I hope nice. you had a good weekend as well. Uh, thank you for being part of the Netball Nation family. Absolutely. Any more shout outs from you, Mags? Uh, me done. You're all done. Uh, Sarah, have you got any notes with you? <laughs> I can borrow mine. Uh, no notes, I don't think. Um, I've not really got any shout outs. Oh, although Stacey oh. had her wisdom Ooh. teeth out today. Oh. So, I mean, no wonder she had to have them out. She's like been storing tiger's teeth in there they're like massive <laughs> I was like you can make a necklace she, out of them and she kept hold of it no but she sent me a picture say, of them oh, like no, all no, like no. blooded and gross oh, I was like sod that. mate you've, you've got some sort of large animal's teeth in your mouth no wonder they <laughs> so need to come out is she on soup for the foreseeable then? well she Did was she? just like, <laughs> like couldn't, couldn't speak so um, oh yeah. that's painful get oh, yeah, Stacey, take it easy Stacey yeah so yeah so feel better. Yeah, and get Have rid of some them. soup before you come Throw home on the twenty first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for that, and thank you again to you guys for being part of the Netball Nation family. Uh, cheers for listening to Netball Nation. To listen to our podcast, head over to mynetballnation.co.uk and make sure you follow us on all the social platforms at mynetballnation. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Have a good one. This is Netball Nation.